Sick edition of Meet the Brave. Uh, I'm under the weather. Your host, Monty Draper. With my, my well, I think one of my co-hosts is sick. L, you sick? I'm getting back to it, but yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. L, LG sick. Poe may as well be sick. Nigga, we all sick. Nigga, just be burning <laughs> <on this shit. laughs> What's up with my dogs, man? Why are we Why are we in the same place and still on the fucking phone? Why, why, is, that, why is that a thing? Uh, because we had to quarantine off certain parties, so, <laughs> so yeah. we had to make sure that make sure that everybody could make it to this work week. So yeah, there man. we go. Y'all didn't want this shit. I promise you that, boy. God, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that, that shit did not sound fun. Man, this shit. I don't, even, I don't even know what this is, bro. They got to come up with a name for this bullshit. What's up, what's Monty, up? Monty, that fan in the dark, bro, is killing me, man. <laughs> for, for our listeners, we are on uh, fucking, uh, what is this? What's this app called, G? Airtime? Air, Airtime, yeah. Airtime need to sponsor us, nigga, because we making this shit sound awesome, by the way. But for sure. We are, we, are in a, we are in a group video chat on Airtime, and they can, we can see each other's screen. And I wish we should screenshot this. This should be our artwork for the week. Cause Poe's po- <laughs> angle is like he's in jail right now. G look like I don't know where G look like he at, but then my angle is sick as fuck too. So, bro, man, how how are y'all fellas? Other other than the uh, the, the codes and shit, how's everybody? Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, just thugging thugging my way through. Thugging your way through. Gotta make shit happen. Feel it. Gotta, gotta make it. Gotta make shit happen, man. Yes, sir. G, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, everything good on this side, man. Just, you know, just the, the usual, uh, trying to make sure that I am staying ahead of what the he- whatever the hell was going on. So, they've <laughs> been, been in the house all weekend. There's hella shit going on. I did not this, make Why too, was this bro. weekend lit, bro? This is the one weekend where I, w- where I would have went to everything. Y'all know how anti I am, but everything looked amazing. And I was like, damn, I'm sick this weekend. I can't go nowhere. Yeah, no, nah, it was hella, it was hella weak. I'm just, I'm just gonna say everything that was outside was Halloween because I didn't make it to it. So. <laughs> We're just gonna put it like that. <laughs> Man, what uh, what was that? I was gonna fuck. I was gonna ask y'all something, but it, now we, how, how how are y'all feeling before we get to our shit? How are y'all feeling about the uh, the Saturday editions of the Joe Budden podcast? Uh, the first one, I think they were just getting accustomed to it, so it was kind of like kind of weird. Uh-huh. It's almost like going to, never having to work on weekends. You got to go in. Exactly. Shit exactly. On Saturday. That's what it felt like. <laughs> the first, the first one. How'd you feel about this week? Yeah, I haven't listened to the Joe Budden podcast. So. Oh yeah, they lost. They lost the fan. They, they lost uh, the fan. Uh oh. In LG. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is breaking news. Y'all wasn't gonna tell me this. So, so since we do our podcast, our podcast is regular now. And so now that our podcast is regular, my niggas don't hit me at all. Like we don't talk at all during the week. So it's, <laughs> it's like everybody saves their shit until we get, until we do our episode. So this is news. Yeah, to we got to break. Um, oh, okay, okay. Okay. Nah, G what, uh, what catch me up on this? Uh, you off the Joe, off the Joe shit. Yeah, it was it was a weird little transition though. Like it was mainly that uh, I started watching. I watched the first the first episode of State of the Culture, uh-huh. um, and that was right there at the same time as when they were switching over to Spotify. Yep. So I don't know what happened, but I I wasn't when I watched State of the Culture. I wasn't too fond of uh, Joe's antics. And it made me kind of feel ah, a certain type of way. Okay. Made me, feel a, made me feel a certain type of way about just where Joe is going moving forward. And I feel it's very academic esque. Poe, uh, po, real quick, did you have you watched State of the Culture at all? I haven't been able to catch it yet. Okay, okay. So you you wouldn't be able to attest just yet, but gee, I can uh I can sort of uh support you in that stance. I just I just stopped watching State of the Culture. Like I watched the first seven minutes of the first episode and was off it completely and just was like, okay, Damn. the podcast gotcha. is for me. But what you're saying is is how I was feeling watching the episode. It felt really... Um, contrived. Contr- it contrived, but it, it, 
more so in a in a in a way of like uh fuck how, how, who's the perfect example i would i would say even more egregious than act i would say more skip bayless-esque where got it yeah, yeah you're right yeah. where, where his rev where his 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 relevance is all is simply attached to antics and he real mm-hmm. and he realizes that and now that there's camera and like production it feels weird. It just felt weird, real weird. And I want to chalk that up to like it being the first few episodes, but I didn't feel like that watching, um, what was the shit with him acting in Deska? Uh, what was that show called? Everyday Struggle. Yeah, every day. I didn't feel like that in the beginning of Everyday Struggle. Everyday Struggle from the rip felt like an amazing show where a state of the right. culture feels, it feels like they, them niggas handing out nasty awards. They need to give state of the culture a nasty award. It it definitely was, man. It was it was it was just a weird vibe inside of there, and I don't know how long Remy Ma's gonna last on there because she she might get tired of it at some point. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know what them check. I don't know what them checks are like. Them checks might be nice enough for her to stick through. It's it, re- it's revolt. There's no way. So yeah. So therefore, <laughs> I don't know how long she's gonna be on there. I don't know how long the, the show's gonna last. I'm not trying to you know say anything bad about it where you know it it, it affects anything or anybody else's views on it but for me personally i was just off of it yeah. and that kind of happened at the exact same time as them moving to spotify you're telling me i gotta go get another, another uh, oh so that was that just yeah. that just that just diminished the incentive for you to fuck with spotify yeah like i like i'll, I'll still tune in and i'll still tune in on like the youtube stuff and like how however long i have the amount of time i have to actually watch it on youtube is the amount of time they're gonna get from me got i'm it, not got watching it. full episodes though got it got it got it mm. Got it, Poe. Have you uh, have you made the Spotify transition? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, this, that, I mean, they're doing the same shit. I feel like. I mean, uh, oh no, the, the show. No, the show. The show. The podcast, show is. I mean. Yeah, the show's the same. Um, for people that aren't, I know. I don't. I don't know. The the whole streaming thing is weird to me. Like people are exclusively Apple, exclusively Tidal, exclusively Spotify. Some people are exclusively like YouTube, which is crazy to me but it everybody has their own things that they use i'm just a yeah. dumb, i'm just a dummy that happens to use all of them so all these platforms are getting money <laughs> from me uh, but it's like some of my favorite artists will do exclusive shit through particular platforms and i'm like i'm the i'm the fan that they're fishing for that's gullible right. enough to go get it every time it's like oh fuck well i gotta go get it you know so i just so happen to have my Spotify subscription is solely based through um, fucking Combat Jack's uh, original series that he did on Chris Lighty. That shit, that was a year and a half ago. Oh, and I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kept it, so. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, man, but yeah, that that state of the culture shit is, is somebody, I mean, as hard as he went on Rosenberg for how shitty his show was, somebody's got to go hard on Joe for how shitty state of the culture is. Um yeah, it's just weird because Joe is a hip hop head, and now he is stepping all the way away from that because of now he's looking at the numbers a lot more, and that's kind of weird when you preach when you preach a certain thing before, and then now you actually got some bread, and, and you're you're now doing a complete about face. Well, let's and that type of shit don't sit too well with me. Let's start the episode there. G, how many how many times have we seen that exactly where? A person's claim to fame as being pro the artist, pro the culture, pro the underground, all the shit. And then they finally get their breakthrough and they quote unquote own. And it's like, well, I'm on. Fuck y'all. How often? How many times have we seen that? Oh, we've seen it plenty of times. But it's just a matter of like, what do you, what are you going to stand for with it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine to improve your fan base and get like a bigger following and all that. I get that part. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I need to sign up for it. Continue. Like gotcha. I, I got to, I got to this point with you, and that's the reason why I was fooling with you. But you know, if you, if you go a whole other direction, then that doesn't mean I need to go along with go along with that journey with you, unless I overly fool with the person. That's right. I don't overly fool with. I'm overly fool with Joe the person. So therefore, <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm off this shit. Poe, what? Yeah, bro. Like, I was already out of there, so it's good. Poe, haven't haven't we seen this movie before where someone someone isn't having as much success um, and are able to kind of say whatever the hell they want and and then get everybody on board with their with their candor and their, and how how honest they are and then they break through to the other side and it's like, yo, well, fuck y'all now, I'm on. 
I'm trying to think about who's the last person that that did that. I want to say Charlemagne. See, that's that's where I was but, gonna go. I was gonna go Charlemagne. And but I'm I'm trying to figure out if there was anybody else besides Charlemagne. Like, I feel like um, previous podcast we kind of beat up on Charlemagne a little bit, <laughs> but uh, we don't go that hard on Charlemagne, yeah. do we? We don't go that hard, but I mean, we do call him out on some of this shit sometimes. So yeah. Well, I didn't. I mean, I'm, I, that was a that was just an interesting way to start the pod and start talking about it like that because I appreciate y'all's perspective on that, and I feel like we've talked about it that shit at length um, off the pod, and it was just a cool way to bring it on. But we're not gonna get distracted because this is gonna let L off the hook. You got some, ex- <laughs> <laughs> you got some explaining to do, G. What's up, man? Niggas was sitting by niggas, niggas was sitting by their phones and their computers waiting for C five and and nothing happened. You you and Wayne got some explaining to do. We don't have access to Wayne, so you the you the next best thing, bro. What what happened? This nigga, the closest thing to Wayne. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that look, Wayne look, look, never look, wait, wait, wait. Wayne never, <laughs> told, Wayne never told us. Po, look at him rubbing his hands like Birdman. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne <laughs> Oh no Wayne never, Wayne never told niggas that it was about to drop on the twenty first, man. That was a that was a public like some people wanted 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 Wayne to drop so bad on on Friday that they created the whole conspiracy on it. He never said it that's gonna happen. They they dropped the uh they dropped the they dropped the uh the album cover. Uh-huh. Or just the just just the V or whatatever. They didn't even drop the album. They, they dropped, dropped the v. that. They dropped that bullshit track list too. Ain't nobody talking about that. You is, is, is that is that you, the I official? See, I see. Believe me on there. That's what I'm saying, Poe. I'm, I saw believe me on there. I was like, wait, wait, huh? Is that the, <laughs> is that the official one? Nah, it it can't be, and that's why I'm 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 fucking around. Like it, Wayne don't always <laughs> don't always shit. Like I prefer he take his time and not rush it and. And and wait as long as he needs to to give us a classic because I do feel like I don't know I feel like this is gonna be a moment you know like they're gonna yeah they're five, gonna... five is for, five is for sure back to the drawing board like I don't think that one's I don't think that's released as it was wasn't it the ten year for 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 Carter two just recently what am I tripping uh, it, it might have been ten because or, uh, t- or the ten year for three or the ten year for three. It might be for three. Yeah. It was for three, yeah, because yeah. four came at eleven. Yeah, so yeah, yeah the ten year for three. So that's what I'm saying. Like they, this C five deserves deserves a moment, you know. And I don't feel like he needs to rush it. I'm I'm just fucking around because when that when shit gets leaked and people waiting around, I know Wayne was probably sitting somewhere like nigga, who said I was putting the album out this fast? Like like wait what? <laughs> Who has albums that still leaked in, in today's time? Like, that's Lupe. Lupe, Lupe. Like, yeah, Lupe. That's I mean, we could oh, we off way, and I guess we can go right to Lupe. Have y'all listened to Dragas? Yes, I have. Poe, I heard some uh, at uh, G House. I listened. I listened to a few tracks. G, you I made you made it all the way through. Yes, I did. Where we? Okay, it's we can start a few ways. We can start talking about the album, or we can start talking mm-hmm. about Lupe the artist. Or mm-hmm. or the enigma that is Lupe. Where where do you want to start? Uh, let's go with the album first. So we want to get the album is just do so uh, first and foremost. So where where are you at with the album? I'll let you start. Uh, with the album, I want to say I would put this album right underneath uh, Food and Liquor, right next to the Cool. So Ooh. I can't really tell if it's. I can't really tell if the, if the cool or drugist waves is is uh, a, which one is two or three. Gotcha. So I put them like right there with each other. What uh, and that's uh, what what specifically makes you? Uh, spe- it felt with the, with drugist wave that Lupe. This was a very responsible album, and in a day and age where responsibility is out the door, see you th- stole you stole it. Go ahead, keep going, talk your shit. It, he it was a it was a very responsible album on on his part where uh we're we're kind of lost man we're, the uh the game is lost but also our people you know what I'm saying but it's just a way that you have to get across to people that um you know our history you yeah. know if we, if we if if we lose if we lose our history then therefore we what who the fuck are we and and that's and that's how we've been walking around these streets. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm just saying us as a people, that's how I've been walking around these streets, is very lost with without without a um 
without an uh, understanding of where the hell we come from. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's the African American in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, hmm. so, so without having that history, that information and not, not seeking it out, not seeking that information. Therefore we just go, we just go around without, uh, without much purpose, you would say. Yeah. And we start, we start thinking that some of the things that we get irritated about or, uh, or that comes comes upon us is our purpose, and that's where we that's where we we we're, we don't know. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not us at all. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's it's a weird it's a weird little space. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go through it, but that's that's kind of what I was getting from it. I've listened to the entire album front to back. Yeah, and hmm. that's exactly what I got from the first half. Was it was a very it was a history a history lesson in the first half, and the second half was him being an MC. So that first and foremost, he had to get. He had to talk to us, talk to our hearts. So that's what I got from that part. Uh, it's it's so funny because I I was when I was putting when we were putting the topics together, I was like, damn, that's how I that's exactly how I felt about the record. I I was I was proud. I went through I went through like phases. I went, I was proud that he that he took that risk, and I was excited that the music sounded so good and that he sounded so polished as a song maker as a songwriter. Yeah. Um, that that was another thing. He it felt it felt like he was it was one of his more comfortable efforts. Exactly. And, uh, it's, been, it's been a while since he's it's been, been since it's been since the cool since he sounded that comfortable. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm with you right there. Um, but then I went through I went through this 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 real sad emotion of like, yo, did he just did he just um fuck? What's the what's the I guess I don't know I don't even know how to phrase it. Did he did he need to take on that burden for us to where people mm. to where people could be justified in dismissing his music as dense because mm. he because he gave us so much information you know right. and and, Lu, and Lu, he's always done that um, mm. I think on food and liquor he found a he with the partnered with the all the all the support production wise he had he found a really cool way to deliver it to us the cool similar but then the further we got away from those two records um there was this battle between the production and and the and the and the density of the lyrics you know mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where where both of them were aiming were were were, were in battle so something was going to get lost either way or the, mm-hmm. or, or it's going to op- offer an opportunity for people to ignore it and mm-hmm. so with this one, I immediately was so happy as a as a traditional Lupe fan, like, oh my nigga's in his bag and he sounds he sounds like the best rapper. Like I don't I don't know how people can listen to that and go, he wouldn't he wouldn't tear every nigga up right now. Like just 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 from listening to his delivery. Very much so. His delivery, his so. his cadence, the, the the different cadences he was fucking with, and then him just being in his bag as the, the Lupe we know and love. Um but then, but then the task of delivering so much information, like you said, on the front half of that album, I was like, "Holy shit!" Because you know, even as people that 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 claim to be well versed and educated, I was sitting there thinking it was something I was going to be able to listen to in passing. Like nigga had to sit down and was like, "What the right. hell, what the hell am I <laughs> listening to right now?" It was, yeah. and that shit blew me away. And it's hard, it's hard to do that in that style, like. Travis, um, Black, like they, I was genuinely moved and blown away by the music. Uh, same with No Name, same with J Rock. Uh, I can go on up with Push It. Lupe's did it, did the same, had the same effect with a completely different approach where I was just like stuck. I was, it was like, what the fuck am I listening to right now? Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. But then you said on that back half, and he's like, okay, Lon, let me remind niggas that I can rap, you know. Right. And immediately, uh, I want to say at like track sixteen, I was gonna go, yeah, man, he could have just shaved off like, like he could have shaved off like seven joints, right? But until he, until until, he, he went overdrive. exactly, and I was like, oh <laughs> shit, no, he needed it to be just like this because it goes through, it goes through moments, and it and it checks off every box. I guess where my brain, where I, I try to remove myself because I know I'm a, a specific fan and I try to mm-hmm. go to, to the general consumer and I go, well, where does this fit in the general market? And I don't have an answer because it's, it's incredible to me 
So I can't get beyond my bias in my own ear and try to hear from the general consumer because it just it sounds flawless to me. But I know that there's people going to poke holes in. I just know it. I know it. Hmm. It has to be definitely. Right? Definitely, and I think I think uh, <laughs> part of the beauty and the reason why I ranked this one right below uh, food and liquor was that it felt for the first time in years that Lupe's approach um, in this album was to put a giant middle finger up at the idea of what you just said. Yeah. So what what is the general consensus going to be about this album? Yeah. Was of little to no importance to him in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It was more it was more so let me get this information out and hopefully it catches fire somewhere. So it's just a, it's just, for for me it I had to listen to it I listened, I listened to maybe the first eight songs three or four times. <laughs> Just to go back and be like, nigga, am I missing before, something? Yeah. Before, I even, before I even got to after that, so I think all the way up to the song Stronger, maybe the song after Stronger, I think that's probably nine songs. I listened to those because it was so much. And like you said, it was very dense yeah. on that first piece. But and still, dense. it was and something dense. that I did. And dense feels like a derogatory word in the sense of this record because Lupe's given us dense albums before. Um, this was jam-packed with information, but I'm telling you, dog, like his he's taken another step up in just his his art his artistic value, bro. Like I don't know how else to put it. Like he's gotten better, which sounds crazy to say about fucking Lupe Fiasco, but he has, bro. Like he I, that shit was mind-boggling to hear him. Like, he's always sang and done that little shit before, but his the singing was even cooler. The songwriting was cooler. The structure, like, everything was cooler to me. I don't know. Yeah, him and Nicky Jean, though. Him and Nicky Jean, yeah. Him and Nicky Jean. They they tend to do work with each other, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But the uh, also, what I, what I got from it, um, I'm trying to think. I, I kind of lost my train of thought on what I was about to say on that one. Go ahead, go ahead. I will come back to it. Nah, that's I. I mean, I I, I just want to cover because it it's twenty. Is it twenty four joints? Yeah, I think it's yeah. twenty three or twenty four. Yeah. By, by the way, Merle Junior at the very end. Go ahead and listen to that, man. Man, um, that's some of the best rapping that you're gonna get, bro. Just just flaw. I, I guess I, that was the that was a space I wanted to go to because as a as a producer MC, <laughs> um, what happened? Nah, this man Paul is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't do nothing, man. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, damn, I should have fucking should have listened to the fucking album. I, I know I got a, I got a fucking job. I gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, don't be doing his homework and shit. Hey, Paul like, hey. hey, for show on probation at this point, bro. This nigga showed, <laughs> he showed to the podcast every week. Like, nigga, I don't know, bro. I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Shit. I don't I, I just I just want people I guess the people that fuck with us to listen to the pod to go to go give Lou a, a, an honest an honest listen. He deserves that. Um and before we before we move on, um I wanted to talk about just just artists that don't aren't there artists that aren't aren't there artists that oh I can't fucking talk. Isn't there artists that deserve, at the very least, a listen every time out? For sure. Most definitely. Yeah. Is, is he one of those? Most definitely. Yeah. Hold on. Do you feel like people don't give Lupe a chance? I, yeah. I feel like I feel like they've written him off. Or he or 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 I could just, again, this might be the stand in me. I just feel like he's overlooked. And when you talk about just the just the illest pins, um hmm. with with the uh, I know I know he doesn't have any massive hits, um, but in terms of giving us two classic albums, how many how many how many artists can say that? So at the very least, once you've done that, don't you don't haven't you earn everybody's ear every time out once you give two classic records? Yeah, most okay. definitely. I, I okay. Lupe, Lupe is a legend in my regard. But Lupe, Lupe has a very I mean, strong core, though. Like there, there's people that's gonna always ride with. Okay, sure. okay, okay. So, when, so, so yeah. that's so that's always a plus is that at least he has that strong following. So he's he'll always be okay. But for like the casual listener, 
he could come across as preachy, and people hate that. Yeah, I can see that. What the fuck? Damn, I guess that's I guess that's real. Um, we won't spend too much time on Lou, but from from us to y'all, please go take a listen to Dragus Waves. Um, just that that dude that dude's fucking phenomenal. Uh, Don't ruin us, man. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to talk uh, with on so Suge Suge Knight was was sentenced or he took a, he took a plea deal, which is even mm-hmm. more fascinating to me. A plea deal of twenty eight years. Did he have uh, did he did he, did he have uh, death on on the on the docket? Dude, it it would have it would have had to have been something close to it for him to take a plea for 28? a plea of twenty eight. Like that's <laughs> once I saw I saw twenty eight years, I was like, damn, that's a lot of years. But then I kept reading, I was like, a plea deal. It's like, nigga, how many years were they offering you? Uh, or, mm. or how many th- how many years were they actually threatening you with for you to take a plea of twenty eight? How old is yeah. Suge? Suge's got to be twenty eight. Is the is the end? Suge's got to be fifty plus. It's got to be. Gotta be. He was. Uh, he probably was a little older than Pac. Pac would have been what, late forties. Yeah. So Shug Shug's easily fifty, fifty one, yeah. fifty two. Yeah. Um, but and you know that like that shit's sad all the way around. And the reason I wanted to talk about this because when I think I think either I think Maul was like on the Joe Budden podcast was like, yo, that's a sad ass story, and everybody just kind of dismissed it. It is a really sad story when you think about um, black ownership uh, and and the in the level of success that that they had that that Suge was able to have um, and just and just knowing how many intricate or not even or assuming how many intricate like real gang affiliation stories are tied up into that shit. Do y'all ever think mm. we'll get a get an authentic real death row story where where all the truth comes out? Do y'all ever think that's even possible? Uh, do we have anybody around that can tell that story? Well, the yeah, pe- that's a, that was a good question. Well, the people that are around seem like they seem like they seem tr- pretty pretty true to to their shit where they they know they can't talk about it like i know right. I, I know snoop ain't telling us the whole story i know daz and corrupt ain't telling us the whole story uh lady of rage just had her her had her scare um with with uh, with health issues I'd, I'd be i'd be really fascinated to hear her perspective um uh uh michelle she had her unsung in her movie and it tells a particular portion, but it seems like when everybody's telling the story, they're trying to save face in the process of telling the story. So how close to the truth are we actually getting? Like mm. when, when you watch uh, the Defiant Ones versus the NWA story, some shit matches up. Some of it's a tad bit different. Some of it has some heroic moments. I To me, the fucking Defiant Ones was almost better than the, the, the NWA movie, you know? Um mm. Yeah, just in terms of humanizing Suge, uh, because 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 when you hear you you it's it's so polarizing. Like you hear people that despise despises that man, and then you hear people that go, "Yo, that breast bre- saved my life," you know. So I'm just I guess I'm just I'm I'm wondering if there's ever if we'll, if there will ever be a space where we'll get a a true honest depiction of what the fuck actually happened because there's no way i was thinking about that shit um after listening to kill shot when m when m says that line about puff they all everybody was so close and way too close not to know what the fuck happens but i know just by the code and shit no one can say anything but fuck man we're talking about almost shit 20 years later that none of this none of this shit is leaked like damn this is crazy Somebody knows my, something. Go ahead, my bad, Paul. No, no, no. I was just about to say. I think it's just too many, too many skeletons in the closet that people can't speak about because it's probably some real life street shit. That's what I was, that was going yeah, yeah. on, yeah. and it's just like you can't speak on it at all. Like you can give the the uh, the stories that like you know had a general broad stories, but I don't think nobody's gonna get in depth like he, like we want. Enough. But you know we get a we get a Goodfellas and we get all these mob documentaries and and uh, cocaine cowboys and this shit is gut wrenching you know and and they they did the uh, the Pablo series and all the shit and it's like it's really it's really compelling entertainment and yeah that, that's that's different communities though man that's I white, know I, Itali- I, Italian Mexican 
Ex- ex- exactly. So that's Cuban. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough on the on the on the black community, man. That's who, who's gonna tell that story? How and and and, and it, explain that further, G. Uh, what do you, what you mean by that? Because for a lot of those like those great uh, stories that we receive uh, visually, uh, somebody had to be the rat in the bunch to give that. Uh, exactly. I got you. Exactly. I got you. I got so, you. Like, I got the, you. So like how, how amazing the movie Blow was. It was because somebody ratted. He, <laughs> he, he still had to tell that story, man. Like yeah. it's just all the all those storylines, unless it's uh, unless it's uh, Tony Montana, where they completely make the entire story up but it, it might it probably came with something anyway but at least something like that yeah for this type of thing nah it's not gonna... damn i didn't i hadn't even considered the whole rat element so that that's out basically because yeah, if ain't nobody right. ratted by now nigga that shit ain't ever coming out nah we gonna get we'll get about four or five more conspiracy theories on uh on pocket uh big biggest mug though well that's what i'm saying like yeah. all these fucking all these fucking like literally they're 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 like six different fully produced documentaries that have six different ways that this shit happened that it's unfolded mm-hmm. it was like somebody got the truth and got the key to it and this story has to come out and so to close that with Shug taking 28 years he's 52 do we think he can turn and just tell the story is that the way he is that the way he finishes his legacy man after about 12 years in maybe man yeah but it don't once happen right away. For, yeah, once you start looking at once you once you've been in there for a minute, anything can happen, bro. Yeah, but I just it would be I guess it would be sad. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm the wrong person to speak on this. I guess and some part of me thinks it would be sad for all that information to to die with one person. Um, yeah. But it would mean he would have to 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 rat to to give it up. So maybe maybe it's not worth it. I don't know. Um, I know it is worth it. This fucking this fucking Joker rollout we gotta watch on IG. <laughs> um, we're getting a live action of the of the Joker's story. Uh, huh? How do we how do we even approach this, fellas? Uh, do we do we know the the doc the the, the director's name? Tim something. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is when. On on the on the back of shooting scenes and filming scenes and filming the movie, is curating these really these real awesome uh, IG uh, pictures and uh, videos for his for his actual feed. Yeah. And I don't know, man. This is the coolest. This is the cooling. This is the coolest and the most torturous way I've ever seen a movie rolled out. Because I'm just like, <laughs> this is this is insane. Um, how. How, let's go. Let's go. Excitement first, and then just the. Is it? Are they able to respect, do it this respect way? Respect for the character, man. Respect there for you, the character. There you go. Is it? Is it excitement? Is is it? I'm not. I know there's excitement, but then is this the most unique way we've seen a movie rolled out? Or are they? Are they fully benefiting off the respect for the character, as you said, G? I think uh, we've benefiting uh, off of respect for the character. Okay. And that's based off of the performance that he gave that he lost his life to and gave a hell of a performance. Did so it, I guess a lot of people are curious to see what, uh, what's his name, Joaquin? Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. Uh, yeah, what he's going to do with the role and how this is all going to play out because he, <coughs> his role is, is it was monumental. That was his, uh, I feel like he, if he could have gotten an Oscar, he should have got one for that, before, for his performance. Before we jump to Heath, because we know what his performance does, did, did it, do how how much of an impact does Jack's performance play, or does it? Are, are we too far removed from that for it to mean as much as Heath does? Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson was huge, man. Okay. Oh, Jack. Yeah. Him, him bringing the character over to to the to uh to the theaters and the way that he did it was was super cool, man. So yeah. we could never we could never forget the way that the way that Jack did it. Uh, yeah. His his was a little bit more comedic. Okay, that's what uh, I'm. Yeah, and and his his comedic approach made it made the Joker uh, scary in itself because uh, as as unpredictable as the Joker character is, uh, there is a lot of uh, comedic release within that character as well because of how free flowing and 
intricate and uh, calculated the character is. So there's a lot of there's there's a wide range, which is why there's so many ways that actors and people can actually portray this character. Yeah. What uh would mm-hmm. you say? How much comedic relief would you say was in Heath's performance, G? There was uh. I think I was I would say he went about half and half with his uh because of his uh his his character is a lot darker but he he tend he tend to use a lot of comedic relief to to go go off of how you, what you're looking at. Yeah. So all of his all of his movements and how how scary of uh his unpredictable uh acting was in that uh he used the he used the comedy uh the way, the things that he said uh, and some of it that they did, like when he walked from the hospital, um, in order to <laughs> in order to offset um, a lot of that to what you were seeing, because yeah, yeah, what yeah. you were seeing from him was was could be viewed as you know something that's horrific or scary or whatever. So, in the in the age of really great fucking original series, is it is it sad that I'm that I'm sad that this isn't a fucking Netflix series or something or an HBO series? <laughs> isn't that ridiculous? What's that? The Joker, like the Joker. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like a movie. A movie is cool, but I'm like, damn, HBO should have got this shit and did six parts. Like, yeah, is that bad? I, I would want to see it shot like in movie quality. Though. But that's like, what I'm saying. Uh, H- HBO does that really well, where they make it look like 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 a movie, but it's like six movies. You know, yeah. I, I I feel terrible for that because movies are dope, but now. I'm so bought into the original series shit. Like, I just, I just feel like you got, you have an opportunity, especially as a creative, to say so much more in a, in a short, in a series. But I, but I'm still the nigga that'll sit down and watch a three and a half hour movie though too. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's two characters that can definitely uh, pull off having a series that could be enticing, and that's the Joker and Lucifer. Those those huh. two those two right there can for sure do a lot with those with those two storylines. Yeah, so it, it would be good eventually, but I think I think right now we for sure need to see it on the big screen. Yeah, yeah but it'd be cool to also see it as a as a multiple um, episode piece. What um oh well we can stay right because there's there's still there's only a few more things to cover, but in in, in Hollywood and production and stuff, uh, we got confirmation that Space Jam Two is happening. Um, hey. Brian, and, Brian and Ryan Coogler teaming up. What do What do we think? Oh shit! What do we, what I, do we, I see? I think I think that's gonna be interesting. Uh, what Ryan will do with it? Who, I mean, do we have any idea who was the first director? Not a fucking clue, actually. That's that's a good question. Bro. <laughs> Not a clue at all. Yes. So yeah, I think it'll be it'll be more interesting in this day and age, especially with the technology we have for yeah. uh, screenplay and shit. So it, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I see Ryan and uh, Brian. I'm I'm more excited about uh, shit like the huh like when when Mike shit was happening. Like we were aware of it. Like we watched it. It was like yo, this is a moment, but. Brian signing with the Lakers, going to Hollywood, and then announcing all these projects, let you know how long that shit was in the works. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just impressed by his team's ability to keep that shit like, like on the hush, like, like that's that's real power. B Walk, B Walk hit me and was like, "Yo, we just went to Jay and Beyonce out in Phoenix," and he was like, "As a, you know, now now that niggas are like producers and shit, you you can't help but." at marvel over like production value and being able to have a team of 60 to 70 people all be on top of their shit and not miss a beat like that's that says something about the leadership somewhere and whatever and so you figure if brian i think i think the story came out brian has like 10 or 11 or maybe even 12 like different film projects production projects in play and and none of that mm-hmm. shit none of that shit leaked before before the official signing with the Lakers like that shit's impressive cuz it didn't just happen within the last what two months like that shit don't happen that fast like we all know how long that takes and so for none of it to all leak right. is just super impressive to me and I'm I don't know I'm geeked to see all this shit come to fruition cuz we I don't think we've ever seen anything like this 
what y'all think it takes to have that type of secrecy or keep a lid on things like that? Like, that's just crazy to me. You know, strong, strong generals. Um, yes, the generals, your capos, colonels, absolutely. All yeah. The, yeah, everybody. That's an extension of yourself. Yeah, like, that they gotta be. They gotta be strong, man. Because yeah. they're with when you, when you're as like when you're doing as much stuff as as Brian's doing, and also having to be like in a full blown season. Yeah, you gotta have folks to take care of everything that's off the that's court. True. So. That that's their 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 voice carries as much power as your in the absence of you like that. That just says something when you empower your people like that around you, the more shit you can get done. And I believe... And also, and also the, yeah, go ahead. I believe uh, Hove and B shit is like that too, where their capos that are in place, their voice carries as much weight in the absence of B and Hove. Like, like I, I, it, it has to. It, there, there's no other way to run a ship like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your, your stuff is picking up everything. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga over there, nigga, what you over there uh, folding a blanket? Nigga, what, what was that? Nah, nigga, I, I was trying to open up this bag of popcorn so I could get a little snack in, nigga. <laughs> nah, you yeah, 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 they're packing them, the, uh, them bubbles that you get out of the packages. Man, Poe's over there, making. <laughs> I'm glad G stopped him because I was gonna keep talking. He like, hey fam, your shit picking up hella noise, like. Bro, you you got a young crackle going on. Now stop over my there. Bad. Man. Well, my and, bad, man. My bad, yeah. Over there, over there, touching shit. And in standard no. po- in standard pod- podcast fashion, though, my phone is about to die, and we got three subjects left. Um, can, right. can one of y'all pick which one? Can y'all one of y'all pick which one is the most important to cover? Uh, let me go back to the docket. <laughs> um, Nike. Cat Williams or Anderson Pack? Uh, what did Anderson uh, Pack? We, 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 we could do we could do uh, Cat because Cat is more interesting. Okay, so, Nike's interesting too, but Cat Cat is interesting. Too. Nike's Nike's up to six billion. We'll get that out of the way. Anderson Pack October fourth. Uh, the world's gonna stop. Just letting y'all know. Okay, so the Cat. We covered the Cat shit last week, and I went on my whole rant defending Cat. And yeah, the facts are out now. Uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish went on Breakfast Club and are doing their media press run for night school and gave their side of it, man. And I don't know. I don't know. I I I I don't I don't think I need to walk anything back. But Kev was making some really good points. So um as he as he tends to do on these topics. And, I'm and, talking to Paul about that. And and yeah. Like he's just he's just he's just clear and he's a boss. At the end of the day, Kevin Hart is clear. He's operating from a space of clarity and focus and knowing what he wants to do and not making excuses for anything. And I do think there's something to be said for that. Um, when some when somebody adopts that mentality, it's easy for everyone to sort of turn on them and go, "Oh, that nigga, he ain't even that funny." Like, and to see him that fed up with that shit, like, and it wasn't even about him. He was like, nah, y'all not going to come for Tiff, though, after I didn't watch her work her ass off. Y'all don't get to say, y'all could talk about me, but that's not going to fly here. I don't know, man. I hmm. Shit, I was just watching that shit, feeling like, to be honest with y'all, I was feeling like a, an asshole for defending Cat as much as I was. That's I'm that's just my nigga, though. Like, I'm, I always want him to, to win and be right and be viewed as the, gen, the comedic genius as he is, but... Fuck if Kev wasn't making some good points about niggas fucking their own opportunities off because we've seen that person before. The person with all the right. talent in the world continuously fuck off their own opportunities. Um, yeah. And for people to act like that person doesn't exist is just really naive. Um, so I, I guess I wanted to get your guys' perspective on that. Um, I think, like, he. <laughs> What the fuck was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about uh, definitely taking ownership because, like, he the point that he was making was when he was on top of the world, instead of handling his business, uh, he chose to dabble, start dabbling with drugs, which caused caused him to lose track of uh, his trajectory of superstardom or where uh, Kevin Hart is at now. You know. Cat, I feel like Cat was supposed to be our Kevin Hart, you know? And he kept it real. Well, I'm not going to say Kev don't keep it real, but I think Cat kept it real in a way that black people really could, could identify with. 
if that makes sense to y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like Kev, yes, he definitely had his points, and he was correct. And, but I also think that Cat was correct at the, at the same time, too, yeah. you know? Because yeah. it's just like, yeah, we should be praising Tiffany Haddish because of the work that she has put in, but and allow her to go get a bag and lift, continue to lift her up despite of her not having any classic stand-ups or anything like that. If the if she's in demand, let her be in demand. You know, it was it was wrong for Cat to um, try to rain on her parade and shit. You know, and uh, put a spotlight on her her maybe her flaws or lack of resume. But at the same time, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to come off like a hater or somebody that's just, you know, seeing both sides of the duality of the arguments. No, nah, I'm I'm with you, Paul. I'm with you. G, what you got? Uh, I mean, I'm 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 not going to lie. I'm in full agreement with what Kevin Hart was talking about. Uh my the thing that I come across and what is a big issue for me as well is the crabs in a barrel uh Exactly. mentality exactly and and the fact that it's so prevalent in the black community yeah and that's and that's because of the amount of opportunities that weren't given before yeah. that you had to keep like you feel like you got to hold on to something and you can't let somebody else have it you know yeah. what i mean it's like a shiny new, shiny new toy that you just got but your family is poor you know what i'm saying so yeah. this is the only this is the only toy that you have uh, when somebody else wants to play with it, you're like, hell no, nah, there's no fucking chance you about to touch this thing. Huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, that, and that's that's just a rough thing to be in, a rough mentality to have, as opposed to in the same type of situation where you don't have much, but you share the wealth, yeah. and everybody kind of gets it or whatever in a way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's more like it's more the moments and the uh, uh, the feeling of it that you can actually get from it that that can increase you can increase you as a human being absolutely uh which can actually help you in the long run for your opportunities in the future because you're more ready for your opportunities and that's mm. that's something that, that's something that gets lost a lot in the kevin hart story is that everybody harps on the fact that he's not funny right uh, okay what, whatever you want to feel about <laughs> his his comedic way of going about things. It does uh, that's not nor here nor there. That's subjective. That's, that's how you feel. Exactly. Oh, go ahead, G my man. But comedy is subjective. So exactly. whatever you whatever you feel whatever you feel it is, it is what it is. But you cannot forget about the fact that or look past the fact that Kevin for so many years was performing for no one. Exactly. But he just kept that same type of energy. Exactly. And it eventually caught on, and when he when he saw the opportunity, he went full steam ahead. He was he was ready. Yep. He was ready. He was already ready because of the amount of times that he had to build up before that that he kept that exact same type of energy yeah. for when it when it ever if it ever happened if it was to ever take place and it does happen, he was going to uh, fully encompass this and move forward with it. Yeah. And that's what he's done. He's stuck to everything that he said that he was going to do. And it just made you, it made uh, old comedians kind of feel a certain type of way when they look back at their own, at their own opportunity that they missed. And now they want to talk to you. Now they want to say something about people who are on now because of the, whether you want to say the climate is different, whether you want to say uh, the the ears are easier, easier on the ears nowadays or whatever because of the PC PC culture. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to say. Uh, they that you they make behind a, the scenes. They make all kind of yeah, all right. kind of excuses and and the shit. But in, and I guess it's sad because it happens in every industry. It happens. In, yeah. It happens in music. An artist goes unseen for for years, and then finally breaks because they stay committed. And then all of the haters emerge out of nowhere. It's just like people have a really hard time celebrating people that break through to the other side. All oh, they they sold out, man. They went pop. and it's just like, wait, huh? Like, and so for Kevin Hart's story to ever be confused with anything other than just hard fucking work and dedication is beyond me. Crazy work ethic. Yeah, crazy it's work ethic. Be- even even when he was on, when he can sit back now, he He's, has done nothing but, but work around the clock. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so that I I wanted to bring that back up because it was like, cat cat had some really valid points, but as you as you pointed out, G, the whole crabs in a barrel thing is is so sad, and there's there's just no defending that ever. Uh, there's no def- there's just no defense for it. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the what the solution will be. Um, I know people are jaded, and that's a that's a hell of a you know. No, I, this that's, I, a of a, that's a hell of a thing to get off get off of your shoulders, man. Is that 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 jaded feeling? So. This, the solution is that energy Kev had though on the Breakfast Club, like that 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 is that solution because he when you don't hear from him like that ever. And right, it's, right, it's so, right, right. So finally, he was like, "All right, enough from Mike." And Cat, the two niggas that had 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 an they, they were they were first, like yeah, they they were catching that kings of comedy wave and could have did they shit, but niggas got on and wanted to fuck it off. And they you can feel however you want about that. That's that's the, just the truth, you know. Yeah. People ha- people handle handle their opportunities and their moments different. And for us to act yeah. like that's not the truth, man, it's just it's unfortunate. Uh, that. that. We made it another week, uh, right under the fire. This fucking phone about to die. So, real, <laughs> real quick, nigga, be quick, cause you know this shit will cut you off. Y'all give y'all closing, <laughs> give, give y'all closing thoughts, cause Paul over there doing jump shots and shit. <laughs> Paul, you doing hell of shit. Bro. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> shit breaking up. Here, sign out real quick. My bad. All right, uh, this is Juan Poe. This is LG. Yeah, it's been another episode of Meet the Brave with my dogs. We love y'all, and we will see y'all next week.